Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Patriots Beat. I'm your host, Harris Rubenstein. Very, very happy to be back with you guys this week. Got a fun little episode for you guys. Uh, Adam Bogdan uh, at Patriots Inform on Twitter uh, is going to be back with us this week. So we're going through our positional reviews. And, uh, you know, last week we had um, Michael Longi do uh, wide receivers, I believe. The week before that, I did offensive line. So we've been kind of cycling through the, um, the different positions. And um, so this week, we're going to move on to my favorite position on a football field, and that's quarterback. So, you know, obviously the, the conversation with quarterback when it comes to the Patriots is really a different one than uh, really any other team in the NFL, seeing as the Patriots have probably the greatest player to ever have actually played the position in Tom Brady. Now, I know that's probably pretty biased. Some of you think that, oh, you know, he's just a biased Patriots fan. But, like, I think that if you look at all-time history, you look at statistics, I think that, you know, Peyton Manning is up there for the best, Joe Montana, Dan Marino, John Elway. Uh, On ability alone, I think Aaron Rodgers is up there simply because if you just watch him play the sport, it's just, he's incredible. He's so much fun to watch play. But I think if you're going to take one person who really just combines all of those factors that you need to be one of the great, greatest players in the history of the game, you know, wins, pre uh, stats during the regular season, Super Bowl victories, playoff appearances, playoff wins, just all of these records and all these accolades, I think Tom Brady's number one. And I know, you know, Patriots fan, I'm sitting over here, I have a Tom Brady jersey and like, whatever. But I think that it's it's... The more and more we see him play into his deep 30s and possibly even to his early 40s, the more and more we see that he's a quarterback who we're just never going to see again. You know, he's he's a special brand of quarterback. He's one of the smartest players in the history of the NFL, and he's, he's an incredible quarterback. So we, we as Patriots fans are very lucky to have him, and I don't really think we need to spend too much time on how Tom Brady is going to affect this Patriots team because this team goes as Tom Brady goes. Tom Brady has a great season. This team is making it to the playoffs. It's Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady. We don't really need to spend too much time with him. But the two quarterbacks I want to spend a lot of time on before we bring – oh, no, the one quarterback we'll spend the first half of the show on is Jimmy Garoppolo. Second half is going to be Jacoby Brissett once we get Adam Bogdan to a chime in a little bit on what he thinks we're going to see from both quarterbacks in the future. So I guess, you know, let's, let's start with Jimmy Garoppolo. So Jimmy Garoppolo is a guy I spoke with at training camp last year. Um, great guy, really nice guy. Um, you know, I was talking to, a lot, to him a lot about, you know, what's it like being in the NFL at such a young age, being behind Tom Brady. And he said that, you know, it was, uh, it's been a great learning experience. You know, he gets to learn, sit behind maybe the greatest quarterback of all time and just, you know, enjoy the experience while not really having to be forced into a starting role just yet. It's nice for him to kind of sit back 
and enjoy the learning experience. But, you know, this year is going to be completely different for him. Um, you know, with the whole four-game suspension pending for Tom Brady, once we hear back from the Second Circuit Court, if they'll rehear the case, who really knows? But at this point, at this, at this very moment, ladies and gentlemen, the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots is Jimmy Garoppolo. So with, with that in mind, we really do need to start making preparations as a team to be ready for when he finally does take over the starting role on this team. So we're going to see a lot out of him in the preseason. We're going to see a lot of where he is as a NFL quarterback, how much has he improved uh, from past, post, uh, past preseasons. And, you know, everything we've seen so far has been very, very promising. I mean, uh, all the reports we see out of camp from all the different receivers that he's a changed guy. He's really taking command of the hud- of um, of huddles. He's really just taking a big step forward as it pertains to being an NFL quarterback, and that that makes me really happy because he's a guy you know from Eastern Illinois. He was a second round pick. You know, Tony Romo from the same school. Sean Payne's from the same school. And just if you watch Jimmy Garoppolo highlights and you kind of watch him and go through all of the um, all of just his different skill sets, one thing that really always stands out to me is how quick his release is. This man goes from set point to throw faster than most quarterbacks coming out of college. Even and I think that one of his big problems was coming out of. Um, of college when we saw him in preseason that he was almost doing it a little bit too fast and once he kind of got to a point where he noticed he was doing it too fast he got too tentative and we saw that you know he would he wouldn't throw the ball he would force turnovers he would take a lot of sacks or he would use his incredible athleticism to get away from sacks he's a very athletic guy if you just kind of watch him in the pocket but his biggest his biggest issue is indecisiveness he needs to learn that he needs to learn when to make decisions. He needs to learn when to throw the ball and not just sit back in the pocket and wait to get sacked. I remember the last game of the season, we saw him basically play an entire game against the Bills. And now credit, the Bills is a very, very tough game for you to just kind of walk into and play. You know, they have a really good defense. I think the Patriots ended up losing like 17-9 to or something. But he just, there wasn't really a lot for him to do in that situation. He got sacked a lot. Um, he avoided one sack, which I can still remember, which was, it was an incredible play. He just, he, you know, they, he made, evaded two sacks, still ended up getting a first down. I think he ended up with like a 20 yard run or something. It was really impressive. And it kind of shows off how really athletic of a guy he is. He's, let me make this clear. He's a very, very different quarterback than Tom Brady. You know, Tom Brady is a guy who enjoys just sitting back in the pocket and just picking apart a defense. Whereas Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, well, you know, Tom Brady stands in at around, I want to say, maybe 6'4", 225 about right, whereas Jimmy Garoppolo is a little bit shorter, about 6'2", 220, 215. So he's a little bit smaller of a guy, but he uses his size to his advantage in a way where he can kind of maneuver his way around um, a lot of different situations. Um, he's really agile in the pocket, got great footwork. Um, but once again, his biggest problem was indecisiveness and accuracy, and I think that's something that kind of just comes along with um, learning the quarterback position in the NFL, learning a playbook, and getting a good repertoire with your uh, wide receivers. So one of the things I think we're going to see, which is also one of the reasons I really do want the Patriots to keep Aaron Dobson around for at least the start of the season. So, you know, he's a second-team wide receiver. Grappolo's been the second-team quarterback since he was drafted. And apparently they have a pretty good repertoire in practice. Apparently he targets him a lot. 
Um, he likes going to Chris Hogan a lot in practice. Um, him and Martellus Bennett have formed a pretty good partnership, as you know Tom Brady has as well with um, with the Black Unicorn, as we call him. But I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a very good starting quarterback in the NFL. I've said that since the day he was drafted, that if you just kind of watch him, you watch his etiquette, you hear about his work ethic, you hear about his attitude, he just has everything lined up to be a very good starting quarterback in the NFL. And I think that these four games are going to prove it. And I also think that, you know, it's going to be tough for the Pats to, you know, let him go because he's been in the in the NFL for three years now. I, I'm not sure if he's on a four-year deal or a five-year deal, but I do know that it's a big thing for him to, you know, take over the starting job. And if he performs well, you know, how can you, how can he sit on the bench for another couple of seasons while Tom Brady ages away? You know, it's it, like what what do the Patriots do if Jimmy Garoppolo ends up being a really good quarterback? You know, obviously they're not going to get rid of Tom Brady. You can't get rid of Tom Brady. Or maybe they do get rid of Tom Brady. You know, the, the 49ers did when they got rid of Joe Montana when Steve Young came in. I'm not saying Jimmy Garoppolo Steve Young. Do not take that out of context. But, you know, what what if he ends up being a starting NFL caliber quarterback? I think right now Jimmy Garoppolo is kind of on the same playing field maybe as like a Derek Carr. I think that's kind of his... Um, not not his ceiling, but that's where we're going to see him end up after these four games. He's going to be a quarterback who can really sling the ball around. He will have his his fair share of turnovers because he is he is a guy who likes to throw the ball around the field. But I think we're going to see him really take a huge huge leap forward. I think he's going to take these four games in stride and really make a big thing out of it. And you know the hardest thing is that he has a really really tough schedule coming up for him. I mean he's got Arizona game one. And then I'm pretty sure two AFC, uh, yeah. So he goes, he goes uh, home against Arizona for the first game of the season. Then he goes uh, Miami, Houston, and Buffalo if he gets those first four games. Now, you know, I'm no master, you know, NFL analyst. I, I like to. I like to think I know a very, very decent amount of the NFL. Those are four very difficult games for a starting quarterback to open up their career with. Arizona is one of the best defenses in the NFL. Miami has a pretty decent defense this year with uh, the additions of Kiko Alonso and Byron Maxwell, plus the fact that they have Ndamukong Sue, and now they have Mario Williams, who will be motivated for the first three games of the year they not care anymore. Cameron Wake is still going to come be there. So like they have a good team and have a good defense. It's just a matter of getting all the pieces together. Um, I mean, we don't really need... You know, Houston has probably one of the top five defenses in the NFL, you know, led by J.J. Watt. That's a really tough thing for a a quarterback to try to conquer. And then, you know, the Buffalo Bills are also a very, very good defense. So it's going to be a big time test for Garoppolo to really see if he can stand up against some of the better defenses in the NFL. Now, I have a lot of confidence in this kid. I think he's going to take it in stride, and I really do think he's going to try to pick apart some of these defenses. He's not going to sit back and just get sacked a lot. I think he's going to try to come at them. But, I mean... Arizona, first game of the year on Sunday Night Football, that, that is a tough, tough game for a, a first game starter to walk into. But besides that, you know, I, I think if Jimmy Garoppolo does end up starting the season, I think the Patriots are going to go either 3-1 and one or 2-2. Two and two. They'll win at least two of these games because they're going to beat Miami because they always beat Miami in their first matchup of the season. And they're probably going to beat one of Houston 
and Arizona, and they'll probably beat Buffalo. So I'm hoping they they'll beat Miami, they'll beat Buffalo because they just that's what they do. And then Houston is in Arizona. I think they'll either split or lose both of those games. Um, you know, the Houston Texans game is a Thursday night game coming off of the game against Miami. So that's always that's going to be a tough thing for a new quarterback. And that that Arizona game that that could be a Super Bowl preview. Like you know, except with Jimmy Garoppolo instead of Tom Brady at quarterback. So. I think that's going to be a really tough game. I wouldn't be surprised if coming out of these games, you see Garoppolo with about a thousand yards passing, maybe after four games, about you know seven to seven to eight touchdowns, maybe six. Uh, I think about three three picks. He'll probably have about a two to one to three to one interception ratio after those first four games, and you know I I, th- I think he'll do okay. Um, I would have liked to see him in the next four. I would have liked to see him in the game against Cleveland. Or, or whatnot. But, you know, actually, I'm looking at the schedule now. The Patriots have a really tough first eight games of the year. Arizona, Miami, Houston, Buffalo, Cleveland, obviously not so much. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and Buffalo. That's a pretty tough schedule to start off the year, especially first four games without, you know, the best quarterback in the history of the NFL. But before we bring Adam Bogdan on here, um, you know, let's keep going on with uh, with what we're going to see with Grappolo. I think that he's a, you know, like, like I said before, a guy with a quick release. And, you know, with these first four games of the year, gave you my stat predictions. I, I think he'll do OK. I think he's, you know, it, it's still going to be a guy starting his first couple games in the NFL. He's not don't expect, you know, him to blow people out of the water. Don't expect him to, you know, take the NFL by storm. Just, you know, just let Jimmy Garoppolo be Jimmy Garoppolo. Let him just kind of cycle through what he needs to do. You know, I I really do think that on a different team, he'd probably be, you know, probably be starting for an entire season going into uh, this season. But... You know, with the situation he is in the Patriots, I really do think that this was the best situation possible for him to succeed. I think we're going to see a really, really big step in his progression this season. And it will bring up questions. I'll ask this to Adam, see what he thinks. But it will bring up questions to see what, what the Patriots would do if, God forbid, Jimmy Garoppolo blows everyone out of the water and the Patriots are left with their first quarterback controversy since the year 2000. That'll be a fun situation for sure. Before we get into our interview with Adam Bogdan, we'd like to announce that this interview is brought to you by Loot Crate. The onslaught of big summer blockbusters makes May the perfect time to celebrate some pop culture's unstoppable, unrelenting, and unbearable characters and objects. We've got something you can carry, something for your kitchen, and a cool figure to go with our monthly tea and pin featuring two Marvel team items plus Warcraft and Dragon Ball Z. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than 20 bucks a month, you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, and unique kind of items and more. You have until the 19th and 9 Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate, and when the cutoff happens, it's over. Make sure to head to LootCrate.com slash CLNS and enter code CLNS to save $3 on any new subscription with that being said let's bring in adam bogdan and um you know we i i spent the first half of the podcast talking about what we're gonna see from jimmy garoppolo these first uh i guess four games of the season if this uh suspension holds up what are your predictions for him because i kind of gave like a seven to eight touchdown prediction maybe about like three picks what do you think 
I mean, one of the things I think has been kind of interesting is a lot of the players and coaches have been really talking him up. And I know the Patriots are uh, a team that kind of boosts their own and says stuff like that. But I don't think they would be as emphatic as they have been if it wasn't the truth. Um, It seems like in his short work um, during OTAs, he did very well. Um, Players are saying he's got a better grasp of the offense. He's saying that he does. Um, I truly believe they do have uh, a pretty good option in Jimmy there if Brady is suspended, especially with the team they built around him. Um, This offense, even if Jimmy isn't perfect, can easily hold itself up um, in a variety of ways, whether it's Deion Lewis and Blunt, whether it's the wide receivers, the tight ends. they got so many options that he should find some way to succeed um in terms of predictions you know it's easy to say he's probably going to get over 250 yards a game at least um especially with those offenses they're going against um or those defenses they're going against um not exactly cakewalks by any means but i think uh the tools that they got um can definitely exploit some of the weaknesses in those defense and yeah two three touchdowns a game i think that's completely reasonable the defenses that he's going to be facing off against. I mean, he opens the season with Arizona on Sunday Night Football and then goes Miami, Houston, and Buffalo. So, like, for any starting quarterback in the NFL, that's a big challenge, especially one that's uh, starting his his first four games of the season. Do you think ultimately that'll be kind of a... I don't want to say a deterrent, but in a way, if he struggles against those defenses, is that kind of like, is that going to really set a precedent for the rest of his NFL career in the eyes of Patriots fans? Well, I'm sure some people will view it that way. I mean, that's, that's just the way things are. It's like, what have you done for me lately? And whatever small sample size that we see is probably what's going to stick in people's minds. But in reality, this is his first, if he does end up starting, this will be his first time starting an NFL game, really. And I think that's no small thing. I mean, no matter who you are, you're going to get nerves doing that. And so um, the fact of the matter is, is I don't think we should solely base our opinion based off of these four games. Maybe if he's really struggling, you know, when Houston and Buffalo comes around, that could give definite uh, reason to be concerned. But overall, I mean, those are tough defenses. Um, Thankfully, three of them are at home. Uh, after that opening night game but um depending on how he does i think in the houston and buffalo games that should be more how we judge him not i mean against one of if not the best defense in arizona and then you know a second game first game stepping out on foxborough that'll also be nerve-wracking for most players so i think those two games um he's got a little bit of an excuse um if he struggles but I think those final two games, once he's a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more familiar with how things go um, as a starting quarterback, um, I think that's where uh, we should judge him primarily. I don't want to call this a fear, but I guess it is a little bit of a fear. Let's say that Jimmy Garoppolo blows everyone out of the water. He, he comes out <laughs> day one, annihilates Arizona, and just... just goes 4-0 and you know the Patriots haven't had a quarterback controversy since 2000 mm-hmm. what what do you think the Patriots would do if Jimmy Garoppolo just goes off and Tom Brady comes back from a suspension obviously you know you kind of have to put Tom Brady back in the starting role but like what does that mean for the future of Jimmy Garoppolo if he performs as well as he possibly could <laughs> 
I, I say you wait four weeks, sign them to a five-year deal after it's cooled off, and uh, be excited about the future. Um, I mean, with Brady the way it is, unless he shows signs of struggling, I, there, I don't think there's any way you can get really better than Brady. Um, even if Garoppolo does shine, unless Brady str- has struggled uh, this summer or continues to struggle for some reason, you, you can't do it. I mean, I know the Patriots have that team first mentality, but with the way Tom does things, you can't ignore the chemistry that he has with Edelman and Amendola and the command that he has of that offense and uh, and of that team. Um, I know his whole thing is that he's going to keep playing until he sucks, and I really think that's he's going to start until he sucks. And um, I can't see him just suddenly dropping off the face of the earth in terms of his talent right here. So even if Jimmy does shine, I can't see too much of a reason why they would put him over Brady, especially with Brady just um, doing that extension uh, this offseason. You can't really assume that he's going to uh, you know, just become the backup and be okay with that. Um, I would see... Um, certainly, if Brady comes back and really struggles, Jimmy taking back over. But I don't think that's going to happen. That's not. There's been no evidence to suggest that will be the case. And uh, I think the Drew Bledsoe saga was a bit more um, delicate with his injury and uh, his contract and stuff like that. So, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I guess I didn't really take that into account with Bledsoe's contract. Um I don't know. That'd be interesting. That would be interesting. But I still think Brady has this team. And unless proven that he's not the quarterback for the job, I think it's going to remain his team. This time, the you know the before Bledsoe got replaced, the Patriots signed him to that like yeah. ridiculously long extension, and that was just a weird kind of double standard here. But um, yeah, so. Yeah. From more of a football standpoint, um, you know, Garoppolo's big thing for me coming out of college was he, he has a ridiculously fast release. Like his his um, his release from set point to actually throwing the football is some of the is one of the fastest I've ever seen coming out of college. But his biggest problem coming out of that was indecisiveness and I guess lack of accuracy. And that that's something that you know can be grown from you know playing behind Brady learning McDaniel's system but from a football standpoint where do you think he's going to shine uh when he gets the chance to start this season I definitely agree with what you're saying there um I think the biggest thing he struggled with from what we've seen um of late is that decision making the kind of the see the defense read the defense throw it's it I think that was the one area where Brady is unparalleled in um in the NFL, but um, definitely that releases his strong suit. I think one area that will be really beneficial to him is that short passing game, um, the screens, um, the quick slants, the hitches, stuff that they have players in place for that um, thrive in that kind of offense. you got the Edelmans, the Amendolas, Deion Lewis, even Gronk and Bennett, that short stuff where it's one cut, and then they use the yards after the catch to really make their plays. I think that kind of offense is where uh, Jimmy could really thrive in, uh, given that quick release. Um, if he masters or even <laughs> just gets really good at um, the reading the defense and knowing who's going to get the ball before the play's even started, I think if he can 
really learned that from Brady um, with his skill set. Um, I really think that would be very beneficial to him. He's also got that uh, subtle athleticism that I don't think we could really ever credit Brady having, but um, if things break down, he can also take off, which is something I don't think we see that often from Brady, and it's definitely something uh, he's shown in short spurts during his time uh, in preseason games and stuff like that is that little uh, giddy-up he's got. So I think that's something uh, that's a little underrated. So seeing like a play-action pass rollout um, with simplifying the reads uh, and giving him time to kind of scan the defense and pick the best target and then if all else fails he can take off I think that's another area that I think is underutilized with Brady a little bit and something that Garoppolo could probably do slightly better than Brady possibly (laughs) Um, just given his ability to get moving out of the pocket a crazy legs Brady isn't really (laughs) known for his long uh, decisive runs but um, before we get into Jacoby Brissett, I guess one final prediction from you. If Jimmy Garoppolo starts the first four games of the season versus Houston, Miami, uh, Arizona, and Buffalo, obviously that was totally out of order, um, what do you think the Patriots' record will be if Garoppolo starts those games? I mean, realistically, I know 3-1 and has been kind of where I've been at. I mean, having two divisional uh, games – right off the bat is never easy especially i mean buffalo we don't know how good they're gonna be it could be they could be great they could be terrible um just kind of got to feel them out with how they gel and then miami i guess we'll see if they have a running game um but those are still anytime you play a divisional rival those are tough and then houston that's a like that's a completely new team it seems like between um osweiler and lamar miller um, who they drafted and everything that seems like that feels like a completely new team to me and I don't know how good or bad they're going to be either and Arizona's of course going to be probably a top five team um, and on the road opening night that's never easy I mean we saw last year against Pittsburgh how close that game was and so um, I feel like that Arizona game could definitely go either way and that's probably most likely the one that they have the most um, chance of losing the biggest chance of losing so I think definitely three and ones, definitely I think where I would go with. Yeah, um, the the Arizona game I called a definite possible Super Bowl preview, and then that that Houston game, I, you might not find a bigger non-Houston Texan Lamar Miller fan than me. <laughs> I, I've had him in my dynasty league team for going on four years now, just waiting for Miami to give him the bo- the football, <laughs> and they never did, and it just it pissed me off to no end. So hopefully they'll actually let him run the ball. But um, you know, moving on to Jacoby Brissett. So the, obviously, I, I don't think it's a question that this was the biggest surprise pick the Patriots had in the entire draft. Drafting a quarterback in the third round, especially a guy who is just not the style of quarterback that they've ever drafted before. I mean, most most of the guys they draft are Jimmy Garoppolo, Kevin O'Connell, and then you bring in Jacoby Brissett, a guy who is just so and crazy athletic just great arm great legs just a very different offensive style very much a kind of a projection of what the modern day NFL quarterback is starting to uh to lean to that you need to have the ability to run with your legs he's not a Cam Newton clone because Cam Newton's you know six five he looks he's gigantic Brits is a little bit smaller around six three about 220 but you know, Brissett's a big Parcells guy. Parcells been screaming this guy's name for years now. 
What do you think the real reasoning was behind Brissett's uh, drafting from the Patriots? Well, I also believe uh, Charlie uh, Weiss was trying to recruit him before he got the can somewhere. I believe that was another one of his Patriots connections is that uh, Weiss was big into him. And I know at first glance, uh, he doesn't seem like your typical Patriots quarterback. Um, But also, I mean, that that college offense he was around – um, just based on what I was hearing from you know NC State reports and stuff like that, it didn't seem like that offense was any good, and so he kind of had to make things happen. And so I think that's one thing that uh, kind of plagued a lot of successful quarterbacks that weren't all stars, um, maybe in college that you know eventually became something in the NFL. It's where they're finally given a successful team around them and they really show what they are. Um, but having, you know, multiple Patriots um, kind of uh, sources with Parcells and Weiss, I think that's really that really says something. And I know Belichick definitely values opinions of people um, that he's worked with and that he's seen firsthand. And so he kind of has a good idea of where um, these players are in terms of you know, putting them into context with past players and whatnot. Um, you know, he's got the, the the build of a typical quarterback in my mind. I'm mean, I'm just I got his combine information up here because I've got it all in my spreadsheet. He says six four two thirty one. Um, he ran a four nine four forty. Um, you know, thirty one inch vertical, seven one seven three cone, and then nine five broad jump. He's fairly athletic for a quarterback and I mean compared to Tom Brady I feel like anyone quarterback's more athletic but <laughs> um that one <laughs> yeah it, it'll be interesting to see um how he does because I, I remember hearing in OTAs kind of how he improved it seemed day by day and I think that's something huge to see is not um a regression not seeing him struggle consistency but he uh, seemed to get better and better um, number-wise and from the people who were there who saw him, it really sounded like he started off pretty rough as expected to be a rookie quarterback behind, you know, uh, Brady and then possibly his prodigy in Garoppolo. So, um, but to see him get more comfortable um, and kind of understand um, the offense a bit better day by day is a huge thing. And I know being a quarterback in the Patriots offense is like trying to be um, a physics professor at MIT. It's just it's not easy. It's you're you have to be the best of the best in order to succeed there. With all the reads, the options, the feeling, the timing, um, it's definitely something that is demanded perfection of. So I really think um, based on you know some of the attributes I've heard attributed to him, kind of his hardworking mentality, his team first mentality. Um, a lot of things like that. He's got, I think, the intangibles to do it. It's just it all needs to click. And I think that's one of the hardest things with almost any position on the Patriots is that you need to have all of those different things click together with the players you have around you and um, with your understanding of the playbook. So, I mean, right now it's far too early. I don't think we've seen nearly enough of him. Um, to say one thing or another, but he could definitely become another guy that they develop for a few years and either move on from, or you know, he could eventually be maybe Garoppolo's backup for all we know. I mean, um, 
there's a lot of time here to kind of see how he develops. I'm interested to see him in uh, the preseason games. That's going to be pretty exciting to see how they use him. If it's going to be more like Brady, where they're going to ask him to stay in the pocket, or maybe they do a bit more like what they've done with uh, Garoppolo in the past and kind of move him around and give him that option to take off if he needs to. Um, I think that would be an interesting way to see it if they're transitioning the offense Possibly, I know that's been said for years now, and we've never really seen it. But if they're transitioning the offense more to use a slightly more athletic quarterback, where Brissett is more um, like Roblo than he is like Brady, in that regard, to see if that's something that they do, or if they try to ask him to be more of a pure pocket passer. So I think that'll be one interesting um, tidbit with his development to see where that goes with that. The thing I really like about him is that throughout college, well, not really when he was at Florida, because that was just a weird situation with him backing up. I remember, I think you might have been backing up. I think it was John Brantley for if he, yeah, he got he got he left high school in 2011, so he was behind John Brantley. And then right after John Brantley, he ran it to Jeff Driscoll. So like you know, two all-star college quarterbacks, right? But um, you know, once he moved to NC State, the one thing I really like about him is that. He doesn't turn the ball over a lot. You know, only five picks his junior year, and then his senior year, I think he was at either six or seven. Mm-hmm. So not a guy who really takes a lot of chances. Um, I would like to see him do a little more on the ground. I think that um, that also has a lot to do with him playing for NC State. And not, not hating on NC State at all, but, you know, not, they haven't exactly been the best program since <laughs> Philip Rivers left in 2003. Let, let's let's be totally honest. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one of the things uh, that's actually interesting about him is that he's the only player selected in the 2016 draft that didn't hire an agent, which is yeah. why we had such a that drawn out process with him actually signing a contract with the Pats. But I don't know. I think Brissett's an interesting pick. I think he's gonna. It, it kind of shows that you know. I don't really know what McDaniels' future is on this team, and this, almost this kind of quarterback drafting almost you know puts that even farther out for me because you know next season it was always a shock to me that he didn't get a look for more court, for more head coaching jobs this year, but even going into next year we'll probably see him end up getting hired somewhere. But do you think that this kind of represents a shift of change for the future of the Pats' offense? Because obviously Garoppolo, we'll see. I think he's going to end up doing really well and probably leaving, uh, i.e. what Brock Osweiler did, because I don't think the Patriots are going to get rid of Tom Brady. So with Brissett still there, is that kind of change in offensive philosophy, or is it just kind of, oh, this is a fun player to have, let's see what can happen? Well, I mean, I guess that's like what I was saying with uh, how he's using the preseason. That'll be really telling to see if they kind of do something unique with him. I mean, I, I even remember back to the Tim Tebow days, how they almost completely changed the offense where Tebow was rolling out and doing all these fancy things um, just to kind of utilize his skill set. So I think that's something that McDaniels is probably going to do um, to some degree is tailor plays that are in the playbook that more um, – focus on what he's good at and I think that's something they've probably have for Garoppolo as well as plays that you know Brady might not love or Brady might not thrive in but given their skill sets having a little bit more um, athleticism they're able to you know perform those plays slightly better throws off the defense because you're so used to seeing Brady back there Um, I think it'll be 
very telling to see where they aim his development in to see um, how exactly he's used, um, whether you know he's being asked to roll out or if he's asking to take three-step drops, throw, read, fire, throw, or something like that. But um, it, it'll be interesting to see um, exactly what kind of plays they dial up for him um, in comparison to Garoppolo and Brady to see if they're on the same route, if they're trying to do the same things, or if he's trying to take um, his skill sets and do something completely different with him. Question before we let you go, um, we'd be foolish to at least not, you know, talk a little bit about uh, Tom Brady. You know, I, I mentioned the first half of my podcast, like there isn't really much to talk about with him. It's Tom Brady. And <laughs> so, but, you know, regardless of the four game suspension, what kind of season do you think we're going to see out of him? You know, going into, I want to say he's his age 39 season now, um, you know, still obviously kicking, still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, still maybe you know, the best quarterback of all time with, let's say he does end up getting the four game suspension, um, raised or, you know, it's canceled out. What kind of season do you think we are going to see from him this year? Well, I'm just going to put him at an average of 300 yards and three touchdowns a game with this offense, with having Bennett in there. And then hopefully if Edelman and Amendola are good to go for the season, having a third option, with Chris Hogan that can do similar things, and Mitchell to see how he kind of uh, performs as a rookie. they got a lot of darn good pieces on this offense that they can run a variety of uh, personnel packages that I think can really surprise defenses and kind of give them such a versatile offense where you can have tight ends who can become inline blocking tight ends or split out and be you know more wide receivers got running backs who can be running backs um they can split out wide pass catch throw i mean i'm sure it'll be really interesting to see if dj foster makes the roster i think he's an interesting guy but um with brady yeah i would just subtract 12 touchdowns and 1200 yards from his normal and he'd probably still get you know 20 mid 20s low 20s touchdowns if he is suspended those four games and then you know around uh probably high 30s or yeah uh, high 3000s low 400s in terms of yards um i don't see this you know him slowing down especially with the players they got around him i mean if injuries happen injuries happen and that's the way life is in the nfl but if uh, everything stays in place here he's got enough tools to offset whatever um negative attributes are coming from age um i definitely think he's excited for this season if he gets four games off he's got four games of rest and uh i think that could benefit him in the long run but um i think it'll be another stellar year from brady with or without that suspension what's up adam thanks for joining us again you're a great friend of the show no problem. Happy to be here. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Thanks. You too. I want to thank Adam Bogdan again for joining us on this episode of Patriots Beat. Just want to let you guys know that that interview was brought to you by SeatGeek. Buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing process for a long time. It's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or show you want to go to, and none of these older ticket sites want to change that, but SeatGeek is different. They've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. Don't take our word for it. Try SeatGeek yourself and save $20 to get your $20 rebate on tickets. Download 
download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Enter promo code RSB and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Great interview there with Adam Bogdan giving us some really good info on what he thinks we're going to see from the upcoming Patriots season. Um, I want to go back to talking about Jacoby Brissett because he's really someone that I think um, he's a really interesting case study. If you look at him, you know, he's a guy that Bill Parcells has been screaming from a mountaintop uh, about since he left high school. Incredible athletic prospect. Um, his, his combine numbers were a little bit low, especially on the speed side. A 4940 is a little bit slower than what I thought of him whenever I watched his actual games, but. He's one of those guys that I think will perform better in pads than he will in um, shorts and a t-shirt. So we'll, we'll see. We'll really see how he um, how he performs um, in a couple uh, in a couple of years once uh, Grappolo has maybe moved on. If they don't keep him after Brady has obviously moved on, but no, I think Brissett's uh, going to be a really interesting guy on this team. He probably won't get a big time chance for a couple of years, kind of like uh, what we see with Brett Hundley with the Packers. That kind of player who, you know, has a lot of talent, didn't really show it off too well in college, but could be pretty good in the pros with the proper amount of uh, of teaching and nurturing. But either way, it'll be interesting to see what the Patriots want to do with him in the uh, in the preseason. But before we end the uh, show, I want to talk a little bit about Tom Brady. So I had um, Adam give us his statistical predictions for this season. Um, I'll give you guys mine. So let's say, you know, let's let's pray to our to the holy god of law that um, that Tom Brady doesn't end up getting suspended for those first four games, and all this stuff that we're talking about with Grappolo ends up being a complete wash. Well, Tom Brady still needs to come in and actually perform. And I think if you look at his past performances, it, it's going to be hard to predict based off of what we've seen in the past. Because if you ask me, and you look at this offense right now, I really don't think Tom Brady's ever been given an offense that's been this stacked. I know they had there was a time where they had Randy Moss and Wes Welker, Benjamin Watson, and whatnot. That's fine. But this offense, Rob Gronkowski, maybe the best tight end of all time. Julian Edelman, probably still one of the best slot receivers in the NFL, and outside receivers. Danny Amendola is still is still a great wide receiver. Chris Hogan's a really good wide receiver coming from Buffalo. Martellus Bennett's still probably one of the top five. Uh, he is one of the top five tight ends in the NFL, in my opinion. Deion Lewis is still going to be incredible coming out of the backfield. He looks great uh, so far that we've seen uh, at him in camp. LeGarrette Blunt is still going to be a force out of the backfield, and DJ Foster is going to be a real tool for them this offseason as well. I think with the collective amount of talent they have on offense, plus Josh McDaniels, I really think as a combo unit, this is going to be the best offense Tom Brady's ever been given. Maybe not the best offensive line. You know, if you want to go listen to my, um, my predict, or not predictions, my, whilst discussing the, uh, offensive line from last week, please, or two weeks ago, please go listen to that show. I talk a lot about what I think the offensive line is going to have for the season. But I really do think that Tom Brady is faced with his, his best offense that he's ever had. Randy Moss is great. Wes Walker's great, you know, Antoine Smith, J.R. Redmond, all these guys are great, Corey Dillon, whatever. I think as a total combination of a unit, this is going to be the best offense he's ever been handled or handed. 
I think we could very well see Tom Brady's best season of his career if he plays all four games. Now, obviously, if he doesn't play all four games, it's going to be much more difficult because he's just not going to have as many games to put up the stats. But if he plays all 16 games and everyone stays healthy, he could put up close to 5,000 yards and around 40 to 50 touchdowns. I'm serious. This is an incredible, incredible offense that he's been given. I really do think that he's going to be just just loving every single second of this offense. He's really going to have a great year. Time to wrap this show up, guys. Um, this broadcast will be available on the CLNS Radio app and as well as uh, CLNSRadio.com. Thanks, everyone, who tuned in this week. A little bit of a show announcement. Um, so usually our shows are released on Mondays. Um, starting this upcoming Friday, all shows are going to be released on Fridays from here on out. Uh, I think we're going to be doing post-game shows on Monday once the season starts. But for now... All, uh, all shows will be coming out on Friday. So please help support the show by subscribing to the Patriots Beat Podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Please leave us a rating and review. We'd love to know what you think and uh, how you think we'd help grow the show by doing so. Today's show is brought to you by Loot Crate. Once again, some great deals. And most importantly, you'd help us with this broadcast so we can come here after every single game. Go to LootCrate.com for free offers. Our two presenting sponsors who along with are, most importantly, our CLNS radio audience who make these broadcasts possible. For program director Larry H. Russell, the founder of the network, Nick Gelso, uh, and myself, I'm Harris Rubenstein. We'll see everyone right back here for the next episode of the Patriots Beat Podcast on Friday. Thank you and goodbye.